Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Roadhouse International, and welcome to another episode of Expat Thailand. Today, I want to talk about more into the demographics and how things are changing, of why more and more people in the age group of 28 through 34 are now subscribing to my podcast, and what does this mean? And I think it's very, very important for those of you that are listening to this and thinking about retiring retiring places like Thailand, why the demographics are getting younger and younger and what is the implications? Why is that happening? So to kind of give you some quick background, I love to talk about demographics. I love to talk about my analytics uh, because it's not just interesting to me, but it's interesting to my listeners of who else is looking to retire abroad from their Western country. So when I first set out and started doing my podcast uh, over a decade ago, I think it's more closer to 15 years ago, um, back in uh, when I was in Vietnam, my largest demographic were individuals 60 years old or more because those were the individuals that were looking to retire abroad. And everything else, uh, you know, the age group between, let's just say, 35 to 59 that was the next largest demographic. And then uh, it kind of really teetered down from 34 to like just say 20s. And then obviously I didn't really get any listeners in the teens or early 20s. But fast forward to now, to August 2022, my demographics have severely made some changes just from January of this year, so January of 2022. First and foremost, my female listeners are the fastest growing demographic, getting very close to on par with my male listeners. Because right now, I'm looking at roughly at a, let's just say, Male listeners are around lower 50s, and then female listeners are getting up to, you know, the, the 40s, and then there's other stuff non-specific. Before, I was getting less than 1% female listeners. Now it's getting more and more, and I believe the, the root cause of this is not just the fact that there are more and more women that are entrepreneurs that are CEOs, CFOs, or executives of their own companies or executives of a large corporation they work for, but women are making more money. Women are making more decisions. Also, women tend to be the financial decision maker in the household when making things, making decisions like this, like we need to upgrade our home, we need to downgrade our home, uh, we need to move. It's usually the wives or the women of the family. So I think this is the root cause of why my female listeners are getting bigger. Uh, the ones that are calling me that recently that are initiating uh, the phone calls, initiating uh, the first messages are wives, are women. Say, hey, Will, my husband and I are thinking about retiring abroad. We're thinking about Thailand. We've been listening to your podcast uh, for many months now. What are next steps? I would say it's more than half. It's closer to 65 to 70% of my first initiated referrals from individuals 
are women. Then comes to my listeners. So now everything has really shifted. So my 60 plus is now my fourth largest where they were, as I said earlier, my largest demographic. They're my fourth because people 60 and above still are now getting older and older and just kind of set in their ways and they're not looking to move because they just find it to be inconvenient. Then after that, my largest demographic, not too long ago, just earlier this year, my number one demographic were listeners between 45 to 59 years old. So that is basically my age group. Those are uh, the basically the Gen Xers. And these individuals are getting slowly into their retirement age, either retiring already or looking at retirement in the very near future. But now that demographic is now my, let's see, they are only my second largest demographic. But now I have these next two demographic that is basically on par with each other. They are neck and neck. So prior, early this year, the age group of 35 to 44 were my third largest demographic. Now that demographic has actually shrunk where the age group of 28 through 34 has just rocketed. And I believe will surpass, I believe will become my number one demographic. So right now, 35 to 54, or 35 to 44 is my number one demographic. My number two is 28 to 34. My number three is 45 to 59. And then my number four is 60 plus. So why, why are the millennials, even first gen, gen Zs, why is the age group of 28 to 34 rocketing to the top? Why am I getting more listeners at this age group? And I think there's a many, many reasons. Number one, you guys are getting disheartened, are getting turned off at the opportunities, or should I say the lack of opportunities in your home Western country. Due to the rise of cost, and the lack of opportunities and the lack of your wages corresponding to inflation, everything has become unaffordable. The American dream of just simply owning a piece of real estate. I'm not talking about a house. I'm talking a simple thing like a condo is unaffordable to you now. Well, I saw some stupid astronomical number of the medium home or the medium rental price of a one bedroom condo in New York was like $5,500. That is absolutely mind boggling and that is just insane. So obviously there's a lot of jobs out there for you, but they're not paying you enough amount of money to live. You're literally, it's not just going paycheck to paycheck like it was pre pandemic. Now, it's at the end of your paycheck, you're still at a negative number. 
you have to dip into your savings if you have any. You have to dip into your credit card. This is a huge concern for many of this age group because you're not able to save for your future. That's sad. That's really sad. It's not just Americans that's suffering through this. It's also young Canadians, young people from Australia, New Zealand, from the UK, from European countries. You're all feeling the crunch and you're all feeling the pain. Is there light at the end of the tunnel? And I'm sorry to say there isn't. It's only going to get worse from now. If you feel that this rally, that it's currently early August 2022, and we're seeing this little bit of rally in the market, you know, the, uh, this consumer price index, the inflation in the United States went down from like 9.1 to 8.5. That doesn't mean jack, folks. It doesn't mean anything. There were over half a million jobs created. That doesn't mean anything. What you have to look at is the real, the other real numbers where only smart analysts and hedge fund managers like Michael Burry are looking into this. Kathy Wood of ARC are realizing this. That more and more individuals are dipping and maxing out their credit card. Consumer debt is skyrocketing. That is not a good thing. Home prices are still skyrocketing. Even though home prices are now slowly bottoming and even going down. But you still can't afford it because interest rates are too high. Or you can't qualify. That's one of the many reasons why I believe this group, 28 to 34 year olds, are now looking elsewhere. And also, this pandemic has shown this group to be more resourceful in creating side hustles, some multiple side hustles and working from home. So why live where you live at now? We can live anywhere in the world and have a dropship business, have a consulting business, be an influencer. You don't need to live in New York paying $5,500 for a crummy one-bedroom apartment or even being in Orange County or LA, being at the beach and paying also four to $5,000 for a one-bedroom apartment that you'll never own. Or even being in Las Vegas where it was once cheap. That a typical one-bedroom apartment for rent in Las Vegas I think now is like $1,500 to $2,000. That is just insane. I remember not too long ago, it was $1,000. It was less than $1,000 to rent a one-bedroom apartment or condo in Vegas. So now you're realizing my business is at home. I'm a home-based business. I'm a one-man show, a one-woman show, or... She has a small organization of three to four people that all work from home. Why live in the States? Why live in Australia? When you can live here in Thailand? When you can actually afford and buy a place of your own to be a homeowner? To have that peace of mind that 
What you live, you own. You're not just paying mindless rent just going to waste. That you know that the money that you're making, you're still going to have enough money at the end for savings. That you can actually get out of debt too by living in a place like Thailand. Because your living expenses are one-tenth of the cost of where you live now. Our water bill for my wife and I this last month, I think we're like $4. And we both shower twice a day because it just, you know, it just, it's a tropics, it's a rainy season, it's a little bit humid. We have the AC running. We have one, two, three, we have four AC units in our house, four large ones. Actually, I think we have five. Yeah, we have five. Not all of them pumping at once. One of the great things about here in Asia is we have mini splits. So mini splits are now finally being popular in the United States because they're more efficient. They're basically sold in separate units in each room. So for example, you have one in your living room, family room. You have one in each bedroom. You have one in your office. Uh, they're more efficient. But we have, where, whatever room we're in, we have the AC cranking all day. It's never off. So right now, I'm in my office. The AC is cranking. So when I go to our home gym in our other bedroom, I'll obviously turn this one off. Well, I'll probably just leave it on. I'll probably just leave it on. Uh, my wife is uh, out training uh, a small organization today, uh, so she's not home. But I'll have at least two AC units. We'll have at least two AC units running pretty much throughout the day. So with that... How much do you think my electric our electricity bill is a month? It's like thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. I know some of you live in the Southwest, like in Arizona, Nevada. Just your small house up to maybe two thousand square feet. Your AC bills, your your electric bills, three hundred and fifty to five hundred dollars a month. Ties live very well on $500 a month. And that's just your electricity bill. So my advice for those, first of all, thank you so much for all demographics that are listening and subscribing. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I, I love looking at my analytics every single week. Uh, I look at it, uh, you know, today's Monday, look at it every Monday. And uh, my numbers are always increasing. And I'm very happy uh, because it gives me motivation to do these things. Obviously, I don't get paid for them. I don't, there are no sponsored ads. I'm not an influencer. Uh, I do it, uh, these podcasts, obviously, for my clientele and just kind of spread the word. But for those in this age group, and that's what this episode is about, for those millennials, you know, in that age group of 28 to 34, if you're considering it, do it. It will be the best decision you have ever made. If you are an influencer and you're making a six-figure income and you're still living paycheck to paycheck, come here. You'll be considered rich. Not just upper middle class. You'll be considered rich. Or for that crypto investor that's really suffering right now, Come here.
or for even that individual, individuals that are newly married and want just to start a new life and start something new, start a new business. You can't sit around in a place like the United States or in London, not generating income, figuring out what your next phase in life is going to be, what your next stage in life is going to be, what you want to do next. You can't afford to do that. Here in Thailand, you can. Shit, you want to take a year off? Do it. Because it's cheap. You want to take two years off? You can do it. Because everything is so inexpensive. Yes, I know I, I only sell and cater to uh, clients that can afford luxury real estate. But for someone like yourself that can afford those million-dollar homes, who gives a shit? You can come to Thailand... You can have a killer one or two bedroom condo that's within walking distance to nightlife, to restaurants, to bars, coffee shops, bakeries, whatever you want, to public transportation like our BTS for like a hundred thousand bucks, hundred fifty thousand bucks if you want like a two bedroom. If you're willing to spend a little more, two hundred would be a better bet. Two hundred to two fifty to be in a better location, a better building. That same equivalent one or two bedroom condo is double the cost. Sometimes even triple the cost. If you're in New York, uh, that's four to five times the cost. LA's the same, London's the same, Sydney, Auckland. But if you want more privacy, maybe you want a townhome because you need a home office, or you want more privacy, you want to be a single family detached home, those same houses that cost a half a million dollars to a million dollars, you can get a house for as low as 150,000 bucks. 150,000 bucks will buy you a small house that's two to three bedrooms, two bathrooms, they're usually two stories, gated community, in an okay development you're still going to need some sort of transportation to get to like the BTS. So you're not going to be within walking distance and everything, but you still have a house. If you're willing to spend closer to 250, 300, those homes, 250 to $300,000 are the same equivalent to 500 to 600 to $750,000 homes in Las Vegas and Phoenix or Tucson, Arizona. Those are considered semi-luxury. If you always wanted to live at the beach and you can't afford it, you can buy a studio for like a hundred grand within walking distance of the beach. You want a sprawling wake up to a beautiful ocean view, a full frontal ocean view, and you want a two bedroom because you want your second bedroom to be an office. Well, in Southern California, in my own stopping ground at Huntington Beach, that same unit, that's a million and two, million and a half. That same exact unit here start at $300,000. So you can have a better lifestyle here. And you're going to be healthier. You know why? 
because many of you don't even have health insurance. So you're just hoping you don't get sick, trying to stay healthy. Here, you don't have to have health insurance. Walk into any clinic, any hospital, every, just pay out of pocket. Everything and anything is inexpensive here. And especially if you're an entrepreneur. It's a great place to call home base. It's a great place to get started. So Thailand, folks, is not just for the blue hairs, for the old people that are 60 and above. Thailand is great for all demographics. Whether you are old and you want a place to retire and golf and go to the beach all day, we have a place for you. We welcome you here in Thailand. To a young entrepreneur that's getting started as an influencer or as a crypto trader, day trader, trading equities, and you're in your early 20s, we have a place for you here too. We welcome you. So please keep that in mind. Keep listening to my podcast. I do three new ones. I post three new ones every single week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And do other research. Listen to other podcasts. Come here and experience it for yourself. But if you need to come here, spend at least a month here. Spend most of your time here in Bangkok. Because if you're a young entrepreneur and you still need to make money, you do not want to live anywhere else. If you can only buy one home, whether it's a condo or a house, I always tell people, the best and only place to invest is in Bangkok. Bangkok is always going to be the hub. This is where the majority of your business, all of your business is going to come from. You're going to travel in and out of here. If you have to deal with any merchants or other partners or you need legal work to be done, whatever it may be, it's going to be done here in Bangkok, not in a beach city. Beach city is just for vacationing, especially if you don't speak Thai, especially if your business is online. You want to be in Bangkok. You don't want to be in a beach area where your power is going to cut out every once in a while or you have shoddy internet connection, especially if you're a freaking day trader or swing trader. <laughs> you definitely don't want to be at the beach. You want to be here in Bangkok. Living in Bangkok is, is like a dream country. It's better than any city. And I've been to some of the best cities in the world. Nothing compares to Bangkok. Nothing. If you haven't read so already, uh, Taipei, Taiwan was voted as the number one place to work and live for millennials for many years running. This was even pre-pandemic. And there's a reason why Taipei is a freaking killer city. But it's expensive. Oh, don't worry about the stuff with China. I don't believe that China's ever going to attack. But Taipei is expensive. It's getting expensive. And you know why? Because of what's happening in China. More and more rich Chinese from mainland China and Hong Kong are moving to Taipei, pushing up home prices. Soon, in a not so distant future, Taipei will be, in some areas, as expensive as Singapore. Some places already are. 
So it's not, so you've already lost that opportunity to live in Taipei to buy something there. So what's the next alternative? Philippines? Hell no. Listen to my prior episodes. You don't want to be in the Philippines. And then you think of other places like Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. Maybe 10, 20 years from now, but not now. There's nothing there for you. It's boring. Malaysia, Indonesia? No. Too dirty. It's getting expensive. Jakarta is getting really expensive. But Bangkok. Bangkok is the best place to be. The absolute best place to be. I'm going to touch on a subject, and, and I hate. I hate it when media is lazy. Actually, you know what? I'm going to save it for another episode. But I hate it when media is lazy, and I'll just touch up on this episode that I'll do in the near future. Some of you may have seen this recent video and article from CNBC, and I love CNBC. That you know, I love for the financial news, but when when many of these media outlets talk about expat living, most of them are just lazy articles. Lazy, lazy articles written by people with no experience and interviewing people with no experience. It's like they're so lazy, they just went and looked for an influencer online and saw, hey, this person goes to Bangkok, they live there, and they're young, and they're an entrepreneur. I'm going to interview them for this article. It was the most asinine article I've ever seen in my life, uh, and I've read every single, you know, expat article there is out there. I always, I'm always online scouring for these articles. And this is a white guy that basically, uh, he and his girlfriend boast their Bangkok lifestyle, their luxury lifestyle, which he doesn't have a luxury lifestyle. And his budget is like, I think it's like 7000 or $7,500 a month. I'm literally, like, I, I was looking at Facebook when this article was posted, and I'm looking at all the comments, and everyone obviously living here in Thailand, like, this is an asinine article. This guy's an idiot. I mean, his one-bedroom condo, one-bedroom condo, he doesn't even own, cost him like twenty-two dollars or $2,300. That's the stupidest thing. Stupidest thing. And he doesn't even have a maid. He doesn't have a car or anything. He takes the BTS. He doesn't have a luxury lifestyle. It's just ridiculous as, as looking at his cost of living. It's like for seventy, for seven thousand or seventy-five hundred dollars. What a real with that type of budget. You would be living in, literally, in a five to ten thousand square foot estate. With two domestic workers, housekeeper and a full-time driver that also doubles your personal chef, you would, it's just, I, I hate it when articles are just lazy and that this was lazy. That guy's lifestyle that he's boasting of a luxury lifestyle in Bangkok for $7,000 or $7,500 Realistically, that same exact lifestyle is like $1,500, maybe 2000 He has this other line item of other miscellaneous expenses of $2,200. What the fuck are you spending for 2200 bucks? 
dude, what do you like? The only thing I can think of is if, if this knucklehead is literally only eating Western foods, like only having steak every single meal, or freaking, I have no idea what the hell he's spending with that much money. He has a girlfriend, so I don't think he's going to a brothel every single night or going to a strip bar, but I don't know. It just, it, there's no another line item that falls beneath that. It's just miscellaneous other expenses at like $2,200. So I, I'm done ripping that guy, ripping the lazy reporter, journalist that wrote that article, but I want to let you guys know that you can have a luxury lifestyle here per person at 1000 to $1,500 a month. That's excluding your housing. That's after you buy your home, after you buy your condo, each individual, $1,000 to $1,500 a month, provides you a luxury lifestyle. You don't have to cook, massages, at least once a week, going out, seeing movies, going to bar, whatever it may be. The only thing I can think of is missing his expenses. Knucklehead is going to some of the big nightclubs and just doing table service. But table service here is still hell cheap. I mean, yes, the same equivalent of a $3,000 to $5,000 table service in the nightclub in Las Vegas here in Bangkok in a top club would be in a hundreds of dollars. It would be in a thousands of dollars. It'll still be maybe $300, maybe $500. If you go to Isan, you're talking like under 100 bucks. And that includes food too. So everything here is less expensive. But if you're having that type of lifestyle, if you are every single weekend going to a, like a, a pool, a, a pool ultra club, a nightclub and doing table service, I can see you racking up two, an additional $2,000 a month. If that's what you do, that's your prerogative. And that's, you know, more power to you. But if, you, if that's not your lifestyle, if your lifestyle is doing other things Aside from the nightclub scene, you can still have a wonderful outing at night for a fraction of the price. But you have to find it. The biggest mistakes that expats make here in Bangkok is gravitating to places where all other expats go. Those prices are usually always inflated. Even me, as a seasoned traveler, as a seasoned expat that's lived in multiple different countries for a very long period, I'm not talking about just a month or two, I'm talking for years and years, even I made those mistakes after meeting my wife. I'm like, wow, after meeting my wife, I can have the same exact stuff for literally at a quarter of the cost. So that's why there's a lot of fault in this article because here's a newbie that just plopped in Bangkok that maybe has lived here for less than a year that's just gravitating towards all expat areas. But you don't want to do that. If you live here full-time, if you're a vacationer, yeah, go to those places. That's fun. It's still cheap for you. But if you're a full-time resident here in Bangkok or here in Thailand, you tend to stay away from those places. You go to a place where the locals go. You're going to get better service. You're going to get better food. And everything is going to be a lot less expensive. 
So like I say in uh, one of the episodes I just released, which is please take everything you read, hear, and see with a grain of salt, especially from other influencers, especially from major magazines that talk about expat living. The people that really understand this stuff are people like me that are doing podcasts or doing articles, writing articles, or doing videos, talking about this quality and this style of life. We know what we're talking about because this is our life. Not some journalist that's looking to write something cool because he ran into this influencer. Those are the people you want to look for. Other people like me. Because we're going to give you the best information. We're going to give you realistic expectations and realistic figures. 7000 $7,500 and claiming to have this luxury lifestyle in Bangkok when you read this article does not look like this guy has a luxury lifestyle. Literally, you can do the same exact thing in most U.S. cities. So it's like, article made zero sense to me. I don't know. Look it up. It's on CNBC. Uh, and it, it's, there's an attached video to that. Uh, you'll find it amusing. But please take that article with a grain of salt because it's, it's a laughable joke. But thank you so much for joining me. And please uh, just continue to subscribe. And remember this. You're not going to understand Bangkok or Thailand until you get here. You can read all the articles. You can watch all the videos you want. But the only truly way to understand this lifestyle is to come and see it for yourself. And you have to be here for at least a month. Going to Mexico and spending a few weeks there on vacation does not translate, because you had a great vacation, a wonderful place to live. Like I say many times, Latin America is going sideways. Just recently, what, 11 to 15 people got shot in Tijuana? Mexico is just getting worse and worse and worse, especially as an expat. That's not a place where you want to live. And you don't know these things until you live there. When you read all these articles of all these other expat countries that are claiming to be flooded with expats, it's because those people don't know any better. They're just going where the magazine tells them. Oh, I'm, I live in California, I live in the Southwest, so maybe I'll go retire in Mexico. They just don't know any better. The analogy that I love to give is these type of people that go to places like Mexico or Nicaragua, some other places in Latin America, or even places in Southern Europe to retire, like in, Fran like in Southern France or Portugal or Spain or Italy or in Greece. Those are individuals that only eat McDonald's hamburgers. And they think it's a cat's meow. They know nothing. Their only introduction to a hamburger is for McDonald's and they think it's the best. Well, as we know, there are definitely better burgers out there. Shake Shack, In-N-Out Burger, Smash Burger. But they don't, these people don't know exist that these other birds exist. 
because the magazine or their friends didn't tell them about it. So what I'm sharing with you, like other podcasters that are expats, we're sharing with you as a local, saying, hey, McDonald's sucks. That's like the worst fucking burger you can ever have. Come over here to this place called Shake Shack. Or come to this place called Smash Burger. Or even better yet, come to In-N-Out Burger. You'll have the best burgers, the best value out there. Forget about McDonald's. So stay away from these places. Stay away from Latin America. Stay away from Southern Europe. Because the EU, I mean, all EU countries are, are I mean, Italy's going to go back, goes in and out of bankruptcy all the time. They're going to do the same exact thing. Greece is going to be, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen again. Uh, and then what's another one? Um, Spain is going to have some problems too. Don't even bother with South America. Major economic problems in Argentina. Brazil, it's a freaking nightmare in Brazil. Don't even think about Brazil unless you're Brazilian. Uh, Colombia, it's just getting worse. Medellin, uh, Bogota, uh, Cartagena used to be great places to retire, especially Medellin, about a decade ago. But the crime is coming back. People are getting poorer. It's just getting worse, folks. But Thailand is still this haven. Here in Southeast Asia, it's still a haven. Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam are up-and-coming destinations 10 to 20 years from now as they have more infrastructure. But right now, the place to be is here in Thailand. We're not running out of food. We're not at war with anyone. We're not going to be at war with anyone. No one's going to attack us. We have no problems. It's just a peaceful country that is a tourism haven that is looking to be a leader in technology and hopefully cryptocurrency because we have no capital gains tax for cryptocurrency, folks. If you want to wear that, zero capital gains. They tried to implement a capital gains tax earlier this year for crypto gains, but man, the, the public get pissed off. So that didn't happen. So no capital gains tax for crypto. And if you weren't aware did you know that the, one of the top countries for NFT sales is here in Thailand? Were you aware of that? It's not in the United States. It's actually here in Thailand. So if you are into technology, if you are into blockchain, if you're into crypto, Thailand's a great place to be. So I hope you found this to be helpful, and I hope to see you in Thailand very soon. Thanks for joining me.